Hey there, friends. I'm Stephanie. This is the 500 Seconds to Joy podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I have author Brittany L. Bergman today. She's a writer whose essays about motherhood have appeared in Coffee and Crumbs, Motherly, The Mops Blog, Encourage, and Today Parents. She lives in a suburb of Chicago with her husband, Dan, their two children, and their rescue dog. And Brittany wrote the incredible book called Expecting Wonder, The Transformative Experience of Becoming a Mother. You're going to love our conversation. It's so life-giving. It's so encouraging. Let's dive in. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. And everybody, Brittany Rogman wrote the book, Expecting Wonder, The Transformative Experience of Becoming a Mother. And so your book is like a guidebook for pregnant moms. But I also really feel like, and interestingly, I got it when I was pregnant. (laughs) So that was like perfect timing to read your book. Um, and so I also feel like it's for any mom who also who wants to be reminded of the wonder of motherhood, because it really is this feeling of wonder and awe, like the feeling we get about God, um, especially when it's your first time. And sometimes you forget to, to sort of sit in that wonder and awe if it's not your first time. So I like that your book kind of brings, brought me back. It was bringing me back to like that first time I was pregnant and when everything was so new and it kind of is new again, though, because I forgot a lot. <laughs> and so yeah. even though I was pregnant with my third, I was like, oh, yeah, I, okay, I remember this now. I forgot about this. So, yeah, I really enjoyed your book. And so I'm excited for you to talk with us about it and, and talk a little bit about why you wrote your book. And then maybe let us know a little bit about yourself and then, and yeah, kind of why you wrote your book, Expecting Wonder. Sure. Well, thank you so much for that kind feedback. Um so a little about me is I've been uh, married to my husband, Dan, for about seven years. We live in the suburbs of Chicago, and we have two kids. Sayla is five, and she's sort of the focus of the book, and or I guess the pregnancy with her is the focus of the book. And I also have a son, mm-hmm. Eamon, who's two. Um, for listeners who love personality typing systems as much as I do, I'm an Enneagram 1 and an ISFJ. And I'm also a former elementary school teacher turned book editor, which I think my personality type explains pretty well um, Mm -hmm. why I made that transition. I work for a publishing house by day, um, copy editing nonfiction books. And it was that transition that led me to start blogging and eventually to write the essays that led to the book Expecting Wonder, which I actually wrote it when I was pregnant with my second baby. So that was a really, I mean, it was a challenging experience, but it was really um, exciting, I guess, to be sort of living the same story, but not the same story and being Mm -hmm. reminded through that second pregnancy of even some of the details that I had forgotten that were so special that could then be included in the book, even though I took tons and tons of notes when I was pregnant the first time, you can't capture everything. So, um, writing it while pregnant. And then I revised it while I was on maternity leave with that second baby, which also, um, helped me to, I think, capture the birth experience um, mm-hmm. in more detail. So just being able to live the story again was so special. Yeah, that is special. I know I kind of felt like that when I was reading. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the first time I was pregnant. And if any of any of the listeners are maybe first time moms or 
pregnant for the first time, it really is such this wonderful time where it's just you and your baby. There's no other kids distracting you and you get to just sit in this wonder. And I love that you talk about creating space because I feel like that is huge. I mean, we can get so busy and we forget to just be, right? We forget to create space to enjoy our baby, sit with God. So what does it mean to you to create space? There's a whole chapter about this, and it was my favorite chapter in the book. Um, and so maybe you could just let us know a little bit about it and and what that means to you, just to create space and learning to say no even, which is sometimes a hard word for me to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, me too. This was a very slow unfolding for me through pregnancy and even into new motherhood. But I would say it really came to a head in the middle of my third trimester I was so overwhelmed by all the to-do lists that come along with pregnancy, you know, like creating the nursery and attending baby showers and washing baby clothes and setting up tons and tons of baby gear and thinking about my birth plan, which are all such wonderful and beautiful and good things that help us feel prepared to welcome a baby into the world. Um, but something that I always come back to is what Pamela Druckerman says in her book, Bringing Up Baby. It felt like I was completing an independent research project and not exactly participating in this beautiful and sacred and life-changing process of becoming a mother. And all this mm-hmm. outside stuff started to feel like a distraction or a mirage, sort of like if I could meet those expectations, it would make me feel prepared which is true. But in the meantime, I was missing the internal work of pregnancy. And I knew that if I just kept plowing through, I would miss the whole thing, which is ultimately Mm -hmm. how the book was born is I wanted less information about all the to do's of pregnancy. And I just wanted someone to level with me about what it's like to feel all the emotions that come along with the transformation, right? Like even Mm -hmm. in the most wanted, medically easy, joyful pregnancy, there is anxiety and some fear and even some grief as we like leave behind so much of who we were before. So as I got into the third trimester with both of my pregnancies, actually, I felt this really clear sense of turning inward, not just like, oh, it would be nice to pull back and focus on this pregnancy and Um, kind of do some reflection. It was like this biological impulse of being drawn so deeply into the experience that I couldn't help but start to to shut out some things. Um, And I had never before in my life practiced saying no or creating space for my own needs. As a young adult, just in the years right before the pregnancy, um, I had only just realized why I react strongly to being overscheduled. I'm a highly sensitive introvert, but through pregnancy, it was the first time that I really needed to take action to sort of make things different for me in light of that knowledge. Um, And so my husband, who is the always ready for adventure extrovert, (laughs) saw how much I was struggling and encouraged me to carve out that space for myself. And so I started by canceling some plans, which felt uncomfortable. And then I moved on to saying no to a few new invitations. And I just started creating little pockets up to like one or two days of margin each week. And as I, as I said, no more often, or I'm sorry, but I can't, it started to feel really good and strong and like 
my no muscle was growing stronger. And so Mm -hmm. I was still kind of freaking out because I didn't know, like at the root of this too, is how am I going to fit a baby into my life if I already feel stretched and overwhelmed? But the more I said no, and the more I created that space, the more it actually felt possible. And so Mm -hmm. I did still pursue my to-do list. I, but I really focused in on the goal of feeling prepared for the baby's arrival. And so I tried to say no to things that wouldn't just in those final few weeks and months that wouldn't directly contribute to helping me feel prepared either emotionally or physically. And I started adding in rituals that would help me to process what was happening because just eliminating the busyness wouldn't be enough. Right. I wanted to really tune in. So I would sneak into the nursery in the mornings. I would sit in the rocking chair And really like start the day grounded in a vision of what was happening and who I was becoming. Um, And it helped me learn to make hard decisions to preserve my mental health and the health of my family, which I think then really translated into new motherhood because by learning to say no when the stakes were lower and I was more clear headed before the baby arrived, it made me strong enough to say bigger no's when my daughter arrived, no Mm -hmm. to my pre-baby jeans, no to having a perfect house, no to the pressure of Instagram and the kind of mom that I thought culture wanted me to be. Um, And it helped me to embrace the healthy and secure um, and full version of myself that I knew would allow me to be fully present in motherhood and to love my, my child out of that fullness. That's so well said. Yeah, I think that learning to have boundaries, learning how to, like you said, flex the no muscle. Um, I struggle with that as well. And I think most women do. I think um, we're often taught to, you know, go along with things and make people happy and, and just kind of like, you know, say yes, because we want to please people. A lot of people, you know, are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers. And so it's hard to say no. But when you say no for something that's a better yes, I think that's the really important part is that, you know, you were saying no to all these plans because you knew that you were saying yes to yourself and taking care of yourself and your body and your baby. Um, So I think that's a really good lesson for any mom listening, whether you have a new baby or maybe all your babies are grown and you need to learn how to say no to a friend because you know that you need to have a home day and, and maybe you're an introvert too. And you need to just be with God in the silence and quiet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just such a good muscle to, to really strengthen is that no muscle and creating space. And I really like what you said about, you know, in your book, you said it. And then also just now you're talking about, you know, not having everything be perfect and making sure to let go of that pressure. So Don't you think that part of motherhood is just that letting go process, like you said, letting go of those pre-baby genes or letting go of, you know, the expectations of this perfectly clean house? You know, maybe you could encourage a mom listening who feels that pressure. So if a mom listening is, is maybe feeling all that pressure and wanting to reclaim this wonder and beauty that you talk about in your book, what would you say to that mom listening? How would you encourage her? Because here on this show, we're all about encouraging moms, um, meeting them right where they're at. And I think a lot of moms feel the pressure, me included, to do it all, be it all, make it look perfect. And that's just not real life. But we can still find beauty and wonder in the messy motherhood, you know, that messy middle of 
just being in it. Um, and so how could you encourage our listeners today? Yeah. Um, I, I, this is the ongoing lesson of my life is learning to let go. Um, and I think the only way to, to be able to let go is through like the only way truly is through it. Um, I think experience is the only thing that allows us to, to learn to release the pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, I hope that frees us instead of like beating ourselves up for not getting it right in this moment or that first time. I was actually just talking to my therapist about this because I was talking about the really difficult moments of parenting and how when I don't say the script exactly right when my daughter's having a meltdown or I feel like I missed the mark in this moment. And then, you know, I like I'm the common denominator that just kind of ruins everything and she was Mm. like you need to take a step back because the pressure you're putting on yourself to get it right is the very thing that's leading these moments to not go the way you want and that just blew my mind so yeah that's that's, huge that's like one bucket and now I have like some really practical and tangible and super low pressure ways to find like the everyday beauty and wonder in motherhood because sometimes it's really obvious right like the wonder of watching our child learn a new skill or light up Mm -hmm. with joy like some days it just hits us over the head but a lot of times that beauty is not so obvious right so I've spent a lot of time thinking about the phenomenon where older women say, oh, enjoy every moment. It goes by so fast. And we all know by now that that can be kind of annoying and it's okay not to enjoy every moment and simply enjoy what we can. But I'm actually Mm -hmm. starting to wonder if some of this season with super young kids in particular, um, and maybe other seasons too, I just don't know life outside of young kids yet. I haven't gotten to the big stage. (laughs) I wonder if some of it is best enjoyed in retrospect. We often look back on these moments and we long for them and that feels painful and it feels like we missed out on something that was really sweet or fleeting, even if we know we were doing the best we could then. But I don't think it has to be painful. We can let the hindsight bring out the wonder and beauty that maybe we couldn't access in that moment when we were actually present in it. And it's okay and natural and good that things are sweeter in retrospect. That's how memory works. So one way that I think um, is really good for doing this is record keeping. It doesn't Mm. have to be fancy or long or formal because if it's formal or it takes longer than two minutes, I'll give it up after like three days. Right. So (laughs) something as simple as just like taking a daily picture or video on your phone and then making a point to open your time hop every day um, because it, it instantly pulls in all of those memories for you and um, you don't have to like do the work of getting lost in your phone. It's just like, oh, I can see what happened on this day and this day and this day, you know, in previous years. Or if you want to go a step further, um, you can get one of those uh, one line a day journals, which literally takes me one minute to do at bedtime. Um, for people who don't know what they are, it's like a five-year journal where each day of the year, so like July 6th, and it has like five little entries for like July 5th or whatever for five years. Um, I hope that's making sense. It's like a vertical layout. So no, it you totally write something makes sense. in yeah, on July 5th each year. 
And so it takes me one minute to do it. It's a very limited amount of space. So I can't write more even if I wanted to. Um, and my reward for actually writing down my one line a day is I get to go back to that day on past years and read these tiny little entries and remember these little details I otherwise would have forgotten, like the way my son used to say shop whenever he wanted to sit in my lap or the way my daughter would say, I love you. I love your heart before I left her room at bedtime. Like that's so sweet. Right. But it would have like flown out of my brain. We can't hold all that. So um, I think the the point is, or I know the other thing is like just unapologetically post pictures on social media, even if it's just a private account for you, but don't put any pressure on yourself to write a meaningful caption. Just record something about the picture, record something about life as it is in that moment. Um, and again, this can connect to time hop. You can connect it to chat books and like the photo albums come to you. Um, this is not sponsored. I just really like chat books. Um, and I like that my Aww. kids can flip through those too and see like little snapshots of our life. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea behind this is just to record life as it is right now, not necessarily to find all the wonder of the moment right now, or to make sense of it, or to find some deeper truth or meaning in it right now. It's because when we look back at the ordinariness of our life in a previous season, when these things surface eventually, the beauty and wonder also comes to the surface with it. And we didn't have to necessarily experience the beauty and wonder in that moment for it to be evident later on. Yes. I Wow. That's very profound. And I agree wholeheartedly now that my oldest is four and a half, she's still really little, but you know, I, I'm able to look back and see the wonder of her as a baby sleeping on me when in the moment it was so frustrating because I wanted her to sleep independently. And then now I know, wait, that time is so short and eventually, yeah, they do want to sleep in their bed or, you know, whatever independently. Um, and they sleep away from you and you miss them when they sleep. So you're so right that hindsight, you're like looking back and you do, you do find the magic in it and, and just the beauty and wonder when you're looking back. That's so good. I I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that. So thank you for sharing that, Brittany. That was really lovely. And I'm sure moms listening are like, yeah, you're so right. Yeah. That, looking back, you do see more wonder because when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, <laughs> And I oh, bet totally. a lot of the moms listening are in it just like we are. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. It's just so practical and real. And um, yeah, I really, really appreciate that, that advice yeah. you're giving because we're in it too, right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're all in it together. And, and so I appreciate you you sharing that little bit of wisdom with us. And if people want to connect with you after this and get your book, where should they go? Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much again for that kind yes. of feedback. I appreciate it um, because so again, welcome. I miss the mark all the time. Um, and Same. This is just, yeah. What we, <laughs> what we learn is we keep on going through. So yes. um, <laughs> you can find those shameless pictures of my kids and also some of the more thoughtful trying to find the meaning in life um, musings on Instagram at Brittany L. Bergman. Um, you can also find my writing at my website, BrittanyLBergman.com. And you can find the book, Expecting Wonder, at all major online retailers like Amazon, Target, IndieBound. Um, and I hope that it could make a, a sweet, thoughtful baby shower gift for the new mom in your life or mm-hmm. for the 
mom who's having her fourth baby. Yes, I agree. I I loved reading it when I was pregnant with my third. So I agree that it doesn't have to be with your first, but it is also an awesome baby shower gift. So yes, thank you for being here, Brittany. It was so lovely having you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to talk to you. You too.